Now my daughter and I watch people make sandwiches for us sometimes and we're quite impatient people and we're sitting there going oh my goodness I know I don't care about the butter just put it together and let's just have the sandwich and you might have the melancholic making it mm. smearing the bread two cheese just one <laughs> slicing the avocado and so you know mm. like I can pick that that person is going to be a fairly highly detailed person that really likes their life structured. There's just all little things that you can sit and watch around people and most of the time I'm right yeah. and it works but I don't tell people what they are. This is Reignited where together we will meet interesting people who have a curious message for the world. They'll tell us about their experiences so that we can all reignite our lives. Relationships and connection are so, so important and sometimes that can be interrupted by various personalities and things that happen within human con connection and contact. So I'm super excited today to have Kate Mason, who is a personality coach, join us and explain a little bit more about personality and relationships and what that means for all of us. So welcome, Kate. Thank you, Bill. I'm super excited to be here too. Yeah, it's great. So I always get my guests to choose three symbols to introduce themselves. Yeah. What did you choose and why? Okay. Now, it wasn't deliberate choosing because I realise you have to realise these are just out of the pack. So yes. I have got a, and I can't remember what it is. An it's an egg timer. <laughs> an egg timer. Yes. So for me, I'm, I've just turned 60. So, which is wonderful, but that only means there's a very short distance of time um, until I'm 80. So I say make the most of your time because it goes pretty fast. No matter how slowly it seems to be going through this egg timer, it goes too quickly. Yeah. So yeah. stay in the moment, enjoy what you have and have fun. Yeah, definitely. Cool. <laughs> Next one's a mirror. So with a mirror, a lot of what I work with is self-reflection and understanding yourself. And a mirror of yourself is really, really important. And so I think that everyone should know and understand themselves and be able to look in that mirror with confidence and say, Heck, actually, I really like who I am. Mm -hmm. So part of what I do is teaching people to love who they are. Yeah, because that that sort of has a ripple effect and we'll get into that Absolutely. a little bit more. And, Absolutely. you know, in art therapy, the art is the... Uh, the mirror too, so, so so important to look at ourselves as well. It is, I agree yeah. with you. And the thing is that if you don't actually like yourself, how can anyone else like or love you? Mm. So most important thing. And the other one's a lightning strike. And I really wish that I had a little bit more of a lightning strike to my personality <laughs> and I might go out and get a few more things done. However, I use people that are like lightning strikes to help drive me in my life and get things done. Mm. So beautiful. Yeah, so that Thank sense you. of connecting with others to get things done who yes. have different strengths to you. We do. Um, and a sense of urgency is yeah. something that I don't have. Yep. And so I like to hang out with people who have that sense around them so that I get stuff done. Yeah. So you obviously, you know, sit with personality types and yes. uh, having a look at who we are and how we tick and that type Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. So how did you get to this place? All right. I got married. That's what <laughs> happened. I got married and my husband and I had known each other since I was 19 and I got married at 26. And we were arguing. Like we used to argue all the time because we both thought we were right. You know, naturally we always do in an argument. And a girlfriend of mine handed me a book called Personality Plus. Now this book was all about temperaments. And she said, I think you guys need this. So we went home and I read it because Paul doesn't read. So there was no point in that. So I read it. And I realized that in reading it, after doing the little 
quiz that they had at the beginning that Paul and I were actually totally different temperaments. So there's, they're about out of 40 and he and I were 38 each for one. Now you can be a combination of temperaments. So temperaments talks about our behaviours. Mm. So the way that we act, whether we're angry, loud, quiet, um, introspective, enjoy money, managing our money, all of the behaviours that we have. And it was actually discovered by Hippocrates. Now it has lasted all of this time and nobody's changed it. In fact, the business tool DISC that they use today is still based around all of the philosophy of Hippocrates. So for me, in Personality Plus, it was basically written using his terminology and I read it. And I was right at the last bit of reading Paul's to him and we'd just gone in to see one of our managers that was working for us and he was in the ICU and he's a haemophiliac. And when we walked in, I said to him, how are you? Are you okay? Mm. And my husband said, when will you be back at work? Mm. And I was sitting there and I looked at him and I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Now, in later life, as I actually am discussing on my recent podcast, mm. he was doing that so that he could work out how much time he had to give Trevor off work mm. so that Trevor could relax yeah. and know that he was okay being off work. However, for me, that was just like, you've got to be kidding me, how unsympathetic. Mm. And the personality type that Paul is, I went home, read the last section of his, and it was, they have very little time for illness. Mm. And that is the truth of it. So in knowing all of these things, I know that when I'm sick, I don't go for any empathy or anything like that. I find (laughs) my friends who who give me a bit of Mm. smooching and love or whatever I feel I need. So in finding that, we actually sat down and went, do we really want to stay married? Like, Mm. gee, you are so different to me and I'm so different to you. But we talked about a lot and I am a talker, as you may gather. So we worked out that actually they were the things that brought us together and they were actually strengths that either of us don't have. So you were complementing each other. So we were complementing each other. But what happens is when all that first love stuff wears off, you actually annoy each other. Mm. You don't actually feel like you're complementing each other anymore. So unless you know and understand what you're talking about or where you are or who you are, then you don't have any comprehension around it. Yeah. So how do we get to a point where we try and understand that personality that annoys us as well? Like, How do we go from that's really bugging me yes. to that's complimenting me? I think you have to learn. Mm. I think you, like my thing is that I read and learn. So there's so, many great, so much great stuff out there that, and look, I'm a bit of a shelf help book person. So, you know, people buy them, read them, pop them, or don't read them, pop them on their shelves. (laughs) But there's so much stuff out there that is really great for learning and understanding yourself. And I think that you actually have to get the tools first to use them because Mm. without the tools, you actually don't know where to start. And I was just fortunate that someone handed me this book so that I could start that journey. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, I would never have even thought about it. And in fact, you know, Paul and I say to people, well, we might have been broken up by now because we would never have got a grasp on that at that level of our relationship and being able to move forward. And I guess it's also putting it into action, isn't it? It is. It's working on it It at the same time. Working together. And Mm. if you're not both engaged in it, that makes it really difficult. However, when you talk about yourself, it's actually about yourself building resilience and understanding around who you are and how you react to other people's comments and, and reactions and making sure that you don't take on board what not is not necessarily aimed at you or an understanding where your areas are that you're a bit more get a bit more stressed about or feel that people are picking on you when you understand that then you're far more resilient about what you hear and what people say to you so mm. yeah it's it was a great book and what it did was it then moved us forward and we started sitting there and looking at 
all of our friends <laughs> and all the people in our lives and working out, okay, who are they? How do I deal with them? Look, if you've got someone who is totally opposite to us and loves detail and loves things in all their ducks in line and all that type of thing, we could work out how to handle them. We wouldn't rock up at their place at the last minute. Mm. We wouldn't drop in on them whenever we feel like. We'd make sure that everything was organised that we were dealing with them with. And that helped them out. They didn't necessarily know about what we knew, but it helped our relationships with those people. So it wasn't necessarily preaching to them and, no. and doing that, no. but it was adapting your behaviour yes. to theirs. So yes. what did you notice about the way your relationships were and the way you connected with people? Okay, so... When people you started watching. observing yeah, this. Yeah, and so people watching is really interesting. So, so I, it kind of started almost like it with relation when I started talking about it to my friends, and they actually started going back to their relationships. I got rid of about 100 copies of that book mm. in the first few years because <laughs> every time I spoke to someone about it, they'd go back to their relationships and come back and tell me who they were and what they were. And that, that really helped me understand them as well. But you can see. There's a whole lot of things you can see. If you watch Love Actually before Christmas this year, then you can see the melancholic in Mr Bean mm. um, as he pops his little bits of glitter into the bag and the frustration of the gentleman watching him because he's what's called a choleric because he wants mm. everything done at the last minute. Yeah. And the other man is someone who does everything perfectly. Now, my daughter and I watch people make sandwiches for us sometimes. And we're quite impatient people. And we're sitting there going, oh, my goodness. I, no, I don't care about the butter. Just put it together and let's just have the sandwich. And you might have the melancholic making it, mm. smearing the bread. Two cheese, just one. <laughs> Slicing the avocado. And so you know, mm. like I can pick that that person is going to be a fairly highly detailed person that really likes their life structured. There's just all little things that you can sit and watch around people. And most of the time, I'm right. Yeah. And it works but I don't tell people what they are yeah so it doesn't become a you fit in no, this box type no, of scenario no. because that's one of the things that that's I right. think about with personality mm. like mm. there's the birds and there's mm. Myers-Briggs mm. and DISC mm. and you know yep. there's so many different there things are. that we can do like yes. the quizzes and yes. things like that yes but how do we not box ourselves into that either well, how do we own yes. it yes but also know that we're not, yeah. we're not just a, 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 a framework. A or, a, yeah. or a letter or whatever. Yeah. So when I start my workshops, I say to most people, listen, I'm not actually boxing you. I'm giving you freedom because mm. I'm actually allowing you to understand yourself and understand other people and realise that no one else in the world actually thinks like you because we're all unique. I mean, all of our, we're brought up differently. We have different families, different cultures. There's so much difference in us and it makes us very different people. However, there are a whole lot of things in us that are similar and that if we can understand those things, then that helps us get by with all those differences and can give us actually a different perspective on other people. So I ran it with teenagers when, when my kids were growing up and one young boy who's brilliant and he's a brilliant doctor now came up to me and said, I don't want to be boxed. Mm. And he's a very straight talker. And I said to him, listen, I'm not boxing you. I'm actually giving you the freedom that when you talk to your patients, you're going to be able to sit there and understand that they think differently to you, feel differently to you, and that you're going to have to address things the way they look at the world because they might not take on the way that you're addressing things or looking at things. So mm. it's really, really important for you to understand the world isn't to be viewed just by your head. So it's not about um, having people fit your personality. It's no. actually you adjusting to it is. and having that self-awareness to, to be able to connect in yes. different ways. Yes, yeah. because if, if you can use it appropriately, then you can get the best out of people. 
Mm. And the thing is that if you don't want to get the best out of people, that's okay, because there are people out there who go, why would I want to do that? I don't really want to change. I'm not interested in that. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But there's a whole lot of people out there that love knowing about people and getting to know people and understanding what works for them and how to help them and make things better. Yeah, definitely. And I think to go into that realm is is to improve your own life, mm. isn't it, really? Mm. Because you, we're born to connect. We are. And we have are. relationships. Yes. And if, we, if they're good, then yes. it makes it life a lot better. Absolutely. It? What do you say about, in therapy we call it mm -hmm. projection, Yes. where people will, you know, react to somebody, yes. but it's actually something in you that's disowned or has been touched on. Yes. Do you, yep. do you consider so that a fair thing? I, in terms of what the work I do, I kind of don't work with counselling. Mm. Well, I guess I do because I end up counselling people. But I came from, when I came into my business, I wanted to be a coach. Mm. And I thought that's fantastic. But what I've discovered in my personality type is that I actually love teaching. You're I would rather, I, was a, trade. I yes. was a school teacher back in the day. And my husband and I run businesses as well. And I also realised that I would rather give people the skills to take away and use than counsel them through it. So I think that there are a whole lot of great counsellors and coaches and, and psychologists out there that will help people with that type of thing. So what I, my passion is to teach people about te their temperaments, their type and their love languages mm. and give them the skills and the tools around those that they can actually go out and utilise them themselves. So creating that yes, awareness. Yes, yeah. so any background of any other kind, I kind of leave up for other people. You know, this type of stuff, brings up a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff in people. Mm. It does. So let's go to love languages because yes. it's not just about intimate relationships. No. It's relationships in general. So mm. what would you like to share about them? Oh. Well, I love love languages. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at love languages about 15 years ago. Uh, once again, found it. Love Gary Chapman's work. And I sit there. So someone once said, uh, uh, your husband must hate it every time you read a book because you come <laughs> home and experiment with it on the family. So Paul and I sat down and went through ours and we are actually the same, which is really fortunate because it's much easier if someone has the same love language as you. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to remember them all. So there's gifts, there's quality time, there's affirmation, acts of service and... Touch, physical yeah, touch. Yeah. And I always say in my workshops, physical touch is not physical touch in the bedroom. It's hugs, kisses, mm. whatever external to that when you're with your partner. You know, like you have to look at all of those things because often I see people go, oh, I think I'm one of those. <laughs> so when I run the workshops for those too, I, it's just really, really important for people to understand that because we too often give what is our, our love language. Mm. So... Paul and I gift our love language to our children all the time. We tidy the house. We, we love, I used to love taking my daughter around with her girlfriends. Oh, you want, yes, yeah, sure, I'll take you here and there. And it wasn't until my daughter was about 18 and she was going to bed on Saturday nights and she would, we'd wake up in the morning, we'd take care of her and her friends, wake up in the morning and the lounge would be an absolute tip mm. and we'd get really annoyed with her. And she'd emerge at 11 o'clock in the morning as teenagers do and we'd be ready can't believe that you left this done, you left those dishes out, you did whatever, because we were quite insulted because we'd taken care of her. We'd looked after her acts of service. Mm. And I knew what, what she was, love language-wise. And I said to her, I think it's time that you sat down and did this quiz. Mm. So she did it. And it was fantastic because she's affirmations and gifts. And so I said to her, so this is how Dad and I see the world. 
and this is what we give you all the time and we never get a thanks for it. Mm. And it's time to grow up and it's yeah. time to thank us. <laughs> so bringing <laughs> in that. So I said to her, so if you tidied up, when you woke up in the morning, we would be able to affirm you on your behaviours mm. and we would be able to let you know how wonderful that was rather than slam you the minute you open the door. Do you want, all right. Yeah. So it's, it's getting in their world and, it is. and knowing how it's going to it connect is. with them. Yeah, and yeah. teaching them. Yeah. And my son's always been in touch with his, so his quality time and hugs, you know, lots of um, physical, physical touch. So we're all actually very different. But we do understand each other, which is really, really important. And every now and then, you know, when my daughter does something special because she's an extrovert and she's like me and she'd like everyone to know what she's done, she'll <laughs> send me a, a, a photo of, hey, I've just set the table for you or just cleared the dishwasher. And I actually feel really loved. I go, mm. oh, that's fantastic. So yeah. I send an affirmation back. She's good. She feels loved you know, as well. She does. Yeah. So really important. And really, I wish I'd discovered it when they were a little younger because I also would have been able to do those things then because I could pick it back then, mm. what they needed and what they wanted. So for me, if parents have all these tools up their sleeve, if we are, oh, and partners, you know, if we all have those tools up our sleeve and we use them, how much better does that make how we deal with every day? Yeah. So knowledge is power. And the more we can get, the better it is. I mean, the things that I use aren't necessarily the be all and the end all. They're just an introduction. And the way I feel is that I run talks on... Um, on all of these things because a lot of the time people don't read. They don't do stuff like mm. that. And I like interactive talks. If I'm doing them, I like people to be engaged and to be doing stuff while they go along so that they actually learn because I think that's a really important part of learning too is to engage in the process yeah, definitely. and make your own decisions around it. So, yeah, love language are huge and I'm mm. about to do a podcast on, podcast on love languages around Christmas time mm. because they're the gifts that most people actually do love. And a gift, a um, physical material gift on top is mm. just icing on the cake. Yeah. And um, so what's your advice to people who are uh, struggling in relationships and want to connect with the other person? Right. Like, first of all, is it doing the quiz? Um, or look, is it how do you pick what people's love language okay. is? Okay. You watch what they do and you listen to what they say. You watch. So with my daughter, I used to watch her and a friend of mine would come over and she would affirm her. And she's a big Mm. Oh, you're just beautiful. Oh, I love what you do, this type of person. And I, uh, Cassie would just, yeah. I could just see it in her. Mm. It was just that. And because as a parent, you sometimes you're not really affirming them because you're busy telling them you should be doing this and move over there and do this and that. Yeah. So because there's take, a practicality. That's right. There well. is. There is as well. <laughs> yeah. So I realised that that was it. And mm. I know she loves gifts. She, it doesn't. It just has to be a can of diet coke. Yeah. And you bring it home, and the thought was there, and it's like. This is a million dollars. You know, it's, it's just the thought that counts for those people. Mm. And with my son, he and I can have a never-ending coffee for quality time. He loves that. He loves to go out and just sit and talk and have that kind of time. And he loves having a hug, mm. you know. So really, really important. I know all those things. So I know if I want to really communicate and get back in contact with them, they're the things that I need to get back to. Now, let's not pretend that I'm perfect mm. and let's not pretend that life works like that and that we and get all of those things right. You don't. No. But if you manage to use them along the way, mm. then you get moments of perfection. And it's and not get, trying to no. manipulate the situation. No. It's just trying to it connect is. in a different it way, isn't it? Yeah. And when you do, you'll find that the joy of that is huge mm. and the feedback and everything from that is massive. And no, no one's perfect. No one can do everything right. And there'll be days when you'll do it and it won't work and you 
Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, that one wasn't that time type of thing. Today but their love language that's is right. different. <laughs> Today they're not listening to any love language at all. They're just <laughs> off with off in another spot in another place. But these are just skills that you can have in the background to use when things are getting frustrating and stressful. Mm. Now, I think that if people are in a relationship and they're finding the other person annoying or whatever, if the other person isn't going to be coming to any workshops or be able to work on it or do anything like that, then they have to take responsibility for their own lives mm. and how they feel about things and yep. what they want to do with that. So in a relationship, they just have to look at, well, what do I want out of this? How can I get it? Is it happening? What skills have I got to help myself? And a lot of people don't have skills to help themselves. Now, I know exactly what kind of person I am and who I am. Mm. And I know I make mistakes. And when I do them, I, I kick myself. I think, oh, you idiot. You know, you could have done this differently. I was racing in today. I even left home really early. Mm. Rain, car park was blocked off, all the rest of it. Made it in here by the skin of my teeth, which actually is what the personality I am. My son would have come in an extra half an hour on top of the extra hour I gave myself and been in dead on time today. Yeah. So I'm kicking myself because I'm thinking, I should have given myself the extra 15. Mm. But my personality type goes, nah, you'll yeah. be right. Yeah. You'll scoot on it'll in. Work out. Don't worry. It'll all work out in the wash. So things like that that would stress someone else out and they might really berate themselves. They go, hey, this is me. Mm. And I know. Yeah, how do you accept that too? Like where you're like, oh... <laughs> well, well, no, I just, because I when you know who you are, you really love who you are. Because <laughs> yeah. in all honesty, when I finish workshops, people go, oh my goodness, this is me. And out of 16 types in the world, you go, mm. seriously? Yeah. But it is. And when you get it right and you look at it and you read it, it is. And then you relate to that. And then you relate to the fact other people are different. But you go, this is me and I'm okay. Yeah. Because this, there's nothing bad or good about any type of person or about any personalities. So my husband and I are so different that I'm the easygoing one. He's the one that gets things done really fast, impatient, you know, can be a bit of a yeller sometimes and all the rest of it. But that's really good that I know that and understand that. So I don't let any of that reflect mm. on me. So you're not taking it personally no, when, no. when he's no, I just know doing that what he does. That's him. <laughs> I know that's him. He'll be over it soon. The kids yeah. know that's him. He'll be over it soon. It's a different type of person. Mm. And everybody's got those different type of people in their lives. Yeah. So if he's annoyed, I know he's not annoyed at me. He might be annoyed at something else. Mm. So I'm not going to get that reflection and take that on board. So, yeah, I just yeah. think... A lot of people don't understand themselves. Yeah, and is there a part of that? Um, I know the word authenticity gets yeah. thrown around a yes. lot, but when you understand your yes. personality type, yes. you can then just go, yeah. oh, well, that's just me yes. and I can own that yes. and not have to... Like, it's exhausting trying to it is. be something else, it isn't is. it? It is. And yeah. the other thing is that authenticity-wise, uh, when you own your personality type, it doesn't mean that it's... Like, there are things about me that you can't sit in and go, that's okay to do that, Kate. You know, to sit home all day and not do anything. <laughs> you know, there are things about... So you do have to drive against the things that aren't your thing. Let's put it this way. There are extroverts and introverts. Now, extroverts and introverts get their energy. The energy comes mm. to the extrovert from the outer world and the energy for the introvert yeah, from the inner Yeah, I think that's world. a good um, definition to make so, because a lot of people think because you're loud, yes, you're extroverted. Yes. Um, because you're quiet, yes, you're introverted. Absolutely. But it's actually more than that. It, it is more than that. Yeah. So when I'd read this book about 16, 17 years ago, I studied Myers-Briggs because we have a business. We have several businesses and we have staff working with us and we needed to understand other people as well in a different dynamic. So that's why I did the MBTI. That's why I went back and did it. And then I realised that this business, this is a business tool that people pay thousands for to use. The big companies, there's 800 odd companies all over, 
all over the world and the biggest companies in the world use this, the big 800 or whatever they're called, use this all the time in their business. But nobody uses it in personal relationships mm. because it's too expensive. It's a very expensive tool to use. So that's why I kind of came back and thought, right, I'm going to use this for small business in Adelaide because small businesses can't afford big business prices. So my object, object was to kind of utilise it in that sense. So when I went in and started looking at Myers-Briggs, I live with two introverts. Now, I knew who they were and what they were, but at the time I didn't really understand that when I piled on three events in a weekend and my husband got all annoyed and by the time it got to the third one we weren't going because we'd had an argument, that he was overwhelmed. Mm. But his energy was gone. He was sapped. Now, if you look at my husband and my son in a normal working world, they both work with people all the time. They're interacting with people all the time. There's not, it's not like they're hiding in a ball in a corner and shy, whatever. But when they come home, they're exhausted. Yep. Okay? And they because need... their energy has gone. They need to have a bit of quiet time, you know, maybe a bit of gaming time for Jack, a bit of television time mm. for Paul. They regain their energy. They're ready for the outer world again. Now, some introverts might need more time to regain that energy and they're sapped more easily. And others are great. Mm. But when we go against people using their, you know, this is who I am and this is how I am, introverts don't have that chance because no. it's an extroverted world. Mm. You can't actually hide behind a rock or sit around and not do anything and stay home and keep all of your energy. You have to go out and use it. Now, extroverts go out and energise and energise and sometimes, and I'm, I'm quite an extroverted person, I really enjoy it. I have all the traits of um, extroversion. So I, I am so energised that when I'm home by myself, I feel quite flat mm. and, and, and I, I actually don't do much unless I'm talking to someone or it energises me. So yep. if I want to get work done, I ring someone in the morning, talk to them and then I work. So very different. So we, we have different styles of doing things, but it doesn't mean that we can't force the side that we don't have naturally. Yeah, yeah. And is it that, yeah, we don't just sit in one? No. It's a spectrum. Well, it's just, well, it's, um, they always say, once you're an in, if you're an introvert or an introvert, you're an introvert, extrovert. Mm. This is their dimension mm. that they put down the middle. And some people, my son will say he's an ambivert. Yeah, and I, I say to him, about that, actually. I say to him, you say you're an ambivert because, you know, you, you're really great with people. You're mm. fantastic. He, he deals with people beautifully. But energy level still has to come home and energise. Mm. So it's not about how you deal with people, yeah. how many friends you've had. It's nothing to do with that. Introverts aren't shy. Mm. Most of them are just thinking internally in their heads and not saying anything. So it's not a matter of shyness. So it's a really big barrier to break because a lot of, when I ran this course with teenagers, what are you supposed to be being at the time when you're a teenager? Mm. An extrovert, you're supposed to be out there, you're supposed to be the cool kid, you're supposed yeah. to be the one that's it's interacting with everybody. And, that's yeah. right. And it was a really, most of them identified as being extrovert. And at the end of the workshop, three of them came up and said, actually, Kate, I think I'm an introvert. Mm. And I said to them, that's okay. Yeah. That's all good. Don't worry about it. You don't have to, you know, make people, cause, because the stigma is sitting there for mm. those kids. And so for me, I think that I'd love to work with teenagers too. Mm. Because I think if they understood, okay, so I'm introverted. I'm never going to feel like those people are, but I can do it mm. if I want to. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. So there are, and also at the end of the spectrum of the four letters of the um, Myers-Briggs type indicator, there's a J and a P sitting there. Now, yeah. J's are people who love structure. They love diaries. They love calendars. They love to know where they're going next year. And P's are perceiving. So they 
they enjoy flexibility and they meander along and decisions mm. are made when they need to be made. Now, I'm one of those. But in life, you have to be at work on time, you have to be at meetings on time, you have to yeah, structure what's going to happen to your day, you have to do all of those things. So in my life, all the time I'm running on the other side of that because, and all the peas out there, they're doing the same thing mm. because we have to. Life doesn't just allow you to meander through and have a great time. So the thing is that we all learn how to cope with those differences. But when you are working in your true preference, you are probably at your happiest. Yeah. So, so it's like you're in the zone. You are in the zone. Yeah. And if you recognise that and get yourself in the zone sometimes and manage to find that zone and know what your zone is. Mm. So my zone is a cup of coffee, sitting and drinking and talking to someone and working at the same time in a coffee shop. Yeah. That's my zone. That's yeah. my perfect work zone. And so I try and have that as often as I can. Mm. It's not, we, ha we actually had an office for a year, my daughter and I. We never went. Yeah. It was too lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't want to be by ourselves. My husband's saying, oh, an office is a great idea. You, you just go there. And, and every time we went into the office or we had someone, we went out for coffee instead. Mm. So I said to him, let's recognise that and mm. not hire a space that isn't going to be viable. Yeah. So those are the things yeah. that you need and to Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, isn't yourself. it? That's where this becomes really useful. Mm. It's like, well, mm. this is what I need to yes. be in my... My yes. happy place, yes. I guess. Yes. And the environment and the people around you and whether mm. you need that or not, mm. it sort of plays mm. out as well. So what's your advice for, you know, because Myers-Briggs sort of yes. has come through the workplace yes. Yes. Um, as well. Yes. For small businesses or people who are, well, we yes. deal with people all the time, yes. don't we? Yes, we do. We do, we do. <laughs> what's but your advice as to why you would do profiling on, okay, on your so staff my or advice, people around you? It's not to be used as an employment tool. Yeah. All yeah. right, and, and, and Myers-Briggs actually and state that. Is that that yeah. is a real statement, but people oh, yeah. do. Yeah, they do. So I would never do that mm. because I, uh, in our workplace, we've got a lot of people on reception. We've, mm. we've got a lot of, we, we run swim schools, so we've got a lot of people that work on reception, work with people all the time. Now, it really takes a lot of energy, and I really like energise people on front desks and things like that. However, if I was to sit and look at someone's profile like my son's, I would go, oh, it's going to be too quiet you know, probably not going to socialise very well, you know, so mm. I would draw all these assumptions from that profile and they would be totally wrong. Yeah. So I would never do that. So when we run workshops, it's more about understanding everyone else on the team, understanding for the poor people that work with us in one of our organisations that are very, very organised and the top of the organisations are quite relaxed and P characters mm. so that we can explain to them why we're not really trying to annoy the hell out of them. Mm. We're actually just who we are and we'll try harder to work around to their style, but they have to relax a little bit and understand that the pencil drawer is not always going to be really tidy <laughs> and the money's not always going to be perfectly in the till mm. and certain things like that, which are really important to them. Mm. But nobody knows or thinks about yeah. that. And on the flip that. side, yes. those who are more relaxed, knowing yes. that that's important yes. to, to that Yes, absolutely, and yeah. making an effort. Yeah. So if everybody makes an effort and goes, all right, well, they're not the same as me, but I, all right. So uh, one of our girls just says, I've given, a, I've given up on the, on the pencil drawer and the till. And I said, good on you. <laughs> and we're all trying really hard to keep them organised, but that's how it works. So yeah. it creates a sense of mm. camaraderie, you know, around camaraderie yeah. around people at work because they understand each other instead mm. of just going why are they yeah. annoying me why are they doing it I can't believe that they're like that yeah and I, guess, I think that's a really valid point that you make when it's used as a 
um, employment tool. Mm. There mm. are huge assumptions mm. made. Oh, there are. And humans are humans. Yes, they yeah. are. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for me, I don't say to people, look, if you're a relaxed type person, sure, be five minutes late for work every day because that's what it feels good for you. I say, no, there are parameters in life that you have to be there. Mm. If you're at work and you're working in a tidy zone, you have to stay tidy. That's how it really does work. Mm. But until you actually get someone to understand themselves and how they work, saying that's not going to make any difference because nobody, different people are going to perceive it in a different way. Mm. And when I start my workshops, I always start off with perception because that's the whole lens that our lives take and every single thing that can be said, heard, communicated is going to be con conceived and perceived mm. in a totally different way yeah. than the person intended. Yeah. So listening today, all the, all the people out there are going to be sitting there taking their own views on what's being said today mm. and some are going to be good and some are going to be shocking. How do we know whether our perception's right? Uh, I because always, you know like that sense yes. of we, our mm. experience is our experience, mm. Mm. but also, you know, when do we know when we're perceiving something that's a little bit off or, I always or say, is it yeah, just I, that we are right? Well, and well, our perception is right until someone tells us we're wrong. <laughs> and the thing about it is that a lot of the time, even when giving instructions, people perceive the instruction totally differently. And I say to people, look, you know, listen really carefully, but also say to I, I kind of say now, you understand that I'm going to be meeting you at the bank at, at this time, and I'm going to be, and I want you to bring this. Mm. If I get yes, good. But sometimes like, we've arrived. I said to my husband once, let's meet at our favourite coffee place. So we did, but we mm. both were at different places. Yeah. Okay. Because he had, a different, he had a different coffee place, place to me. So, so you know, and he's ringing. I said, I can't believe this. You know, yeah. we live together. We go out <laughs> to coffee together and we're both at different places. So perception. So mm. my husband's favourite saying is, you would think. And I say to him, no, you can't say that mm. because nobody thinks the same way you do. So don't ever think that someone's going to take away what you've said in the way you've meant it, possibly, or said it. So sometimes, particularly if it's an emotional issue or mm. something like that, I say to people, check back with the other person and see whether, because I've said stuff to my kids and they go away and tell the other, ch you know, go away and tell the brother, oh, mum just told me off. Mm. No, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I go back and I go, I didn't tell you off. You've got to be kidding me. I was just saying, oh, but you use the low tone of voice. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. so, so it's how we're reading things is. as well. And it sometimes is. it depends. Look, you could say the same thing to me, Kate, mm, mm. like yes. now, yes. and I'd take it one way, yep. and then in an hour when I feel yes. hungry or, <laughs> yes. yeah. or, you know, somebody's rung me yes. and I've had a difficult conversation yep. or whatever, yes. I could perceive the same thing yes. very differently. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And so just so important, and it happens all the time. Like mm. we laugh about it because we have to sometimes mm. because sometimes what we've actually said as a family or someone's taken on board, the other person's really angry and we'll go, mm. no, no, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. Mm. So you explain your way out of it, but it doesn't mean the other person's still not angry because no. that's the way they perceived it. So I just say that it's going to happen all the time. Just mm. be aware of it. Yeah. And if it's really important to you, make sure you check on it before mm. you say anything. That's so it comes it. back to that communication it does. And, and understanding of it where does. each person's it coming does. from. It does. And yeah. I mean, even things like my husband used to write emails to our staff and I talk about this in my workshops because his email says, John, fix the filters tomorrow, Paul. Mm. And when we got all of our main staff together, the ones that, so we're talking thinking and feeling conversation here, thinker in Myers-Briggs is a logical um, decision maker and a feeling type is a values and around people 
Com mm. um, kind of conversation and so his emails were very direct and logical because he's a direct logical person it's yeah like fluff this is how it is and half of the staff said to him what happened to hi how are you how's your <laughs> yeah. day um hope you have a great day uh, mm. how's the family did you have a good weekend and he's sitting there thinking you've got to be kidding me yeah why would why i do, do that why do i have to say that and the other half of the people were thinking types who are logical mm. and they said no paul we're good with that email. Don't don't send us anything else. So he sends different emails to different people now mm. because he knows who they are on staff. Yeah. And he not it's great that he's he never, took that on board. It so. is. He's never yeah. unfriendly. Well, he takes on board, but he gets me to help him because I am a feeling type. So yeah. he gets me to help him put them together, which is mm. great. I mean, I said to him, I totally admire you mm. because you could actually go ahead and go, well, stuff the lot of you. Yeah, I'm doing it this, the way that right, I This is it. a general email and, mm. and everybody's going to get it. So that's the important part, is taking on board mm. things. And the way others may perceive it or what they need in that Absolutely. Moment. So yeah. you've got to think about those things all the time. It's, yeah. it's pretty scary, really. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it happens. Now, you mentioned that you were a teacher yes. um, as well. And yes. you've just, you've spent your time running businesses yes. as well as yep. looking at personalities. Yes. And you've just released a book. I have. Here it is. So what, what's the purpose in okay. Who is the Monster? All right, so it's called Who is the Monster or Treasure in My House? Now, when I was discussing the title with someone, I didn't really want to... I looked at all the titles around personalities and all the rest of it, and I didn't really want it to have that type of thing in it, so people judged the book straight away. Now, in Myers-Briggs, there are also people... I'm going through the yeah, dichotomies kind of bit by bit. Mm. The second dichotomy is sensing and intuition. Now, sensing type people love concrete information. They like um, details. They like... I always say to people, sensing people go upstairs to an idea mm -hmm. or a change. So they have to climb the stairs. So they need to start at the bottom of the stairs and they get their information as they go. And once they feel complete in that information, they're ready for the next step. Intuitive people start their vision at the top of the steps. They can see what the idea is and where it's going to happen and what's happening. And then they have to go back down to the details. And intuitives get really stressed going back to the details. I have a brother who's an intuitive and he says to me, oh, it's so boring. You know, I've got this great idea. I want to do something with it. And then you're saying to me, well, where do you want to start? Mm. How are you going to put those processes into place? What mm. are we going to do? Yeah. So those things actually drive people crazy in their relationships too, business and home. Yeah. And unless you understand those differences, which is what I really love about the Myers-Briggs type indicator because those differences really account for a lot. I w I've been into businesses where the person at the top is trying to introduce change. And his people, he had 25 sensing staff. Wow. And he's come in and gone, all right, guys, we're going to change our logo. We're going to change our computer system. We're going to do this and that. And they were rebelling. They were like, no, mm. no, well, you can't change what's doing well. We're okay. He was saying, I need us to move forward. We mm. need to keep moving. Nothing changes like change. You know, you've got to keep moving. So we took them through the process and I took him through the process of what change meant to them and what it meant to him yeah. and how to take his people through that change to meet his big picture. And he didn't want to come down too far his, of his, his steps, mm. but he managed to meet them in the middle. Yeah, great. So it's a really important thing. One of our managers who's an intuitive said to me once, Kate, I'm flying in a jumbo and you're in a Cessna. Mm. 
and you want me to bring in a middle-sized aircraft to suit our ideas. And yeah. I said to him, that, that picture represents It's a great metaphor, actually. It is. Yeah. It is. And I do find that yeah. intuitive speaking mm. metaphors. So, and so that, that's where this, this stuff, and change management is actually yes. an industry that has just boomed yes. because people, you know, adapting yes. to change and, yes. and moving yes. forward. And it's something is. needs to happen, but it's it's incorporating everyone in that. It is. Yeah. And, and incorporating it both ways mm. because there are going to be a whole lot of intuitive people there who are going to grasp the idea and love it and move with it. And there are going to be a whole lot of them that need it fed to them in a different way. Mm. Same with learning. Yeah. Same with school. Yeah, Same with definitely. everything. You know, th there needs to be a multitude of things introduced so that everybody can get their right style of how they learn, how they interpret stuff. Yeah. Now, so what's when, the book about? So when we did this, mm. I asked Intuitive to come up with an idea for my cover, <laughs> for an idea for my title, because everybody thinks their kids are little monsters at stages. Mm. Okay, so I couldn't really call it who is this monster in my house because someone might go, no, that's not true. Mm. I've got a treasure at home yeah. and they're really lovely. So I put or treasure because most of the time they're monsters or treasures mm. and that's the way yeah. I deal with it. So it's aimed at parents. So it's aimed at parents and the reason why I wrote it, I actually had been for years just writing down anecdotal stories about my family and the things that I came across while I was bringing them up and using the Myers-Briggs type indicator and what, how I used it, the ideas of extroversion, introversion, that, and how I understood my children mm. and how I actually managed to turn my preferences so that I could... Um, balance them out with theirs. So I wrote all these stories and I met up with a friend of mine who's a real driver and I said, oh, I've got these stories hidden away. And she said, show me. Mm. So I did. And then she put me on a schedule, which was really stressful. <laughs> I had to meet she her once a month. She was. <laughs> I had to meet her once a month and I had to come up with a chapter a month. And so she and I went, it took two years to get through and to do this. And mm. then COVID hit and then nothing happened. And in the end, my husband, who is my driver and my number one fan, said, I don't care, Kate, you're going to get it published. Don't care what it costs. Let's mm. just do it. Wow. So we did. I mean, that's his favourite thing. Mm. Let's just do it. So I did. So what it does is it actually takes you through Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. Now, the thing is that you really need to do this kind of work in a workshop. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was just introduce the thought process out there for parents to look at themselves and their children. Mm. Now, you're not necessarily going to get it quite right in this book because often people are going to misinterpret. Perception's going to be really different. And that's why uh, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator workshops are the best or working with someone around it is the best way to get your true type. Because you can unpack you it can a unpack little bit more. It, You can. You can unpack it and see where the differences are and what you might misinterpret. It's to give you an idea. And mm. some people are very definite types. And they, they're the ones that will go, oh, yes, this is so me. Mm. Some people, because of life and how they've had to attune their behaviours and change themselves, might not find it as simple. But it's to offer ideas around it that you aren't always exactly the same as the other person. Yeah. And so parenting to me is really, really important because if you're not, not we're not on the same page. My husband and I are not on the same page when it comes to parenting but we work together on it. And sometimes he does things I disagree with and I do things he disagrees with. But at the end we come to it and if we're not a team, mm. then your kids know that and they play up and they'll, they'll utilise that yeah. to their extremes. Also, if we're not a team and our marriage isn't good, your child's going to suffer far more than if you're a team and you know and understand each other and your marriage is good. Yeah. And that's what I say with all these tools. That's the most important thing for a child's life is for the parents to be happy and to get along well. Because everything, as I notice from watching my children grow up, they take everything on board. 
and they watch and they mm. listen and they see and behaviours I see reflected now, some of them good and I think, yes, score. That was something I never knew was going to happen. Some of them I think, yeah, not so, not so happy. Because we're human. Not so happy that one came <laughs> yeah. along for the trip. But it's really, really important to remember that you mm. and your partner, vitally important in bringing up children mm. and understanding what parenting styles you're going to use or what you have and what you're going to use and how it works. Mm. Because then you're going to have totally different kids to you. And they're going to be really different. So your parenting style isn't necessarily going to be right for them. Mm. So in here, after your child's probably four or five, there are certain elements you can start picking up in what your child looks like, Myers-Briggs type indicator-wise and temperament-wise. Yep. Now, by the time my son was three, I knew that he was a melancholic temperament, which Paul and I are not. Mm. And... I knew, I didn't, I, until I did Myers-Briggs type indicator, I knew exactly what, he's, he's very true to type and to temperament. So he had the neatest toy cupboard in town. Mm. I used to go in there and move things just to play with his head, <laughs> you know, just see whether he noticed, and he did. My husband and I used to look at him and wonder where he came from mm. because he wasn't us. So he's a person that needs scheduling, time frames. When are we going to leave home? What are we doing today? Mm. All that type of stuff. Whereas I'm the type of person who goes, I don't know what we're doing today. Whatever's going to happen let's is going to happen happens, and yeah. let's go with the flow and, and see what happens. And that would really mess with his head. That was very unsettling for him. Mm. So I changed my behaviours, not totally, but I would give him a time frame for the day. We've learned over time as a family, we're, my daughter and my husband and I are all very last minute. Mm. And so we'll go, do you want to go to the movies? Let's go now. Yeah. And he'll say, hang on, hang on, you can't go now because I, because I, I have to do all these things before we go. Yeah. So we know that we go, go to the movies tonight, all cool, mm. great. Yeah. If we so change, it's that communication. Yeah, it is, stuff. but if we change our mind, we're in trouble yeah. because you can't change your mind because it's all set in the whole yeah. plan of the day. So yeah. understand those things is and hugely important. And I guess important. it's not making that other person wrong. No. It's actually just about yes. adjusting and, it is. and knowing what they need it as is. well. So why is all of this important, Kate? Because... I think that psychologically my children could have been quite different people. I like to believe that mm. I've brought up a couple of pretty resilient, understanding children who understand other people. And of course they've been hammered with all of this stuff. Yeah. Got <laughs> your awareness in your family, family is huge. Their awareness is so <laughs> massive. They're like, ugh. But, but we all sit and talk about it. And it helps them with their personal relationships. It helps them with their work relationships. Yeah. They meet a lot of people. They, they are in industries where there are a lot of relations through there. and. Because I was able to adjust my behaviours to understand and suit theirs, if I had raced Jack all through his life, I think he would have been quite a stressed out person. Mm. He would have been yeah. a stressed out child and I would have wondered why. I would have gone, oh, why is he always anxious about getting places? And I would have looked at it as anxiety. And, you know, I find the word anxiety overwhelming and it's used a lot and sometimes inappropriately. Sometimes I think it's just worry mm. for some people, not anxiety all yeah. the time. And I would have gone down that track. But because I changed my behaviours, I haven't got an anxious child. I've got someone who actually feels recognised, understood, and his behaviours are okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them. Yeah. So that's just a very simplistic example. So yeah. for me, if you can look at extroversion, introversion, I used to plan things for him every weekend. Mm. And uh, do you want a friend over today? Let's, ha let's have some friends over. And he'd, he'd say no. Mm. And I started to think there's something wrong with him. 
So yeah. I'm thinking, but it's not, no, he's just oh, introverted. Yeah, that's right. I'm, mm. you know, we hadn't heard about extroversion, introversion until I did the course, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, where have I gone wrong? This child, you know, doesn't want all the friends that I love having around, and my daughter loves having around. Introversion, extroversion. It's like, oh my goodness, here's me trying to push a kitty out into a world that he can cope with, and it's okay. But I wasn't giving him any downtime, and he was actually about ten. And he said to me, Mum, I'm not like you. Mm. I don't need all those people. Yeah. I'm, I see them at school and I'm good. Yeah. And, I and I think that's a really mm. good point to sort of mm. end on and wrap mm. this up with, yeah, we're not like each other. No. And what we need and want and what fills us up is different. Very um, each different. Each of us. E very yeah. different in yeah. every way. Yeah. So my, if I'm going to give advice, mm. is... Look at every single thing you can that great authors have written yeah. about relationships and that, and get synopsis so if you're you not have, a big um, reader. A top couple I, of books I that do you would have a top couple recommend so or tests that people could do. Look, I recommend Personality Plus. Yeah, the author has actually passed away. She was really old, but it's an amazing book and it's a really still great relevant. book. It's yeah. still relevant. They, yeah. you know, it's still being published. It's mm. still really relevant. I also. Another one that's fabulous that's really good for parents, and I can never remember the title. Mm. It's written by um, Adele Faber, and she and another psychologist wrote it, and it's all about how to talk so your children will listen, how to listen so your kids will talk. Yeah, great. And I just read it a year ago, and I wish I'd had it when the kids were growing up. Yeah, brilliant. So very, very important. Just And I say to people, if you don't read, listen, podcasts, all those things. If you don't listen to those, find yourself a synopsis somewhere, and if you are a talker or you want to listen, go do a course. Yeah. Go and find your knowledge somewhere. Yeah. But and so how can people find out about your courses? Um, I, at the moment, am just getting my website redone. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be up there yeah. tomorrow or the next day. And I'm going to get people to apply for courses at the moment running online. Uh, I haven't got a, a set of courses in place. I'm working on them for early next year mm. because being the person I am, I've got someone driving me yeah, you to get those courses. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so get those courses in place. So I've actually got that yeah. currently working out. And So will that be under Kate Mason? That will be under Kate Mason. I've got the book under Kate Mason author. I'm under personalitycoach.com.au, my website. And so click on there, leave me a message if there's anything that you want to know or anything like that. Yeah. I'm happy to talk to people. I'm happy to have a conversation and see what people I mean, the thing want. is, this is like a fascinating area, isn't it? And it I is. I think it improves our relationships, yes. our connections, our understanding of each other, mm. ourselves, mm. all of those things mm. that have sit there it together. Does. So what's your, your one final piece of advice that you would like the world to know? I would love you to really like yourselves. I would love you to understand that you're all really different and there's a really a real greatness in being different and to value that mm. and I know that not everybody's going to feel like that but I want you to understand that there is hope out there and there are things you can do and just go and do it yeah <laughs> just owning yeah. who you are yeah yeah love, you know and everyone goes oh I love yourself now that's really that is really really hard mm. but start learning how you can love yourself. 
And that starts with awareness and, it does. and understanding it does. and knowing that we're yes. not all the same. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, it's been a pleasure. I love I, talking I know to you. we could talk for hours. <laughs> we could, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. I hope you managed to discuss what you wanted to do, no, no, it's all good. I think the awareness of this, you know, and for me, authenticity, being real is actually really a huge value mm. that I mm. live every mm. day. And mm. I love that you have mm. highlighted that, mm. that we are different and it's about how we not navigate, but understand each other yes. and ourselves yes. in that. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you so That's much. It's a pleasure. Kate. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> for show notes and more information about my guests and to get in touch with me, visit igniteartherapies.com.au.